This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Futurology Show. Um, I'm actually not sure if it's going to be B1 by himself and or with B2, but I don't see Brett at the moment, and I haven't uh, seen a message, WhatsApp, BBM, etc., etc. So, yeah, Brett, hopefully you're listening in the car, and if you do walk in, you can pick up on the conversation. Um, I have got a guest with me today. I'll turn on his mics just now, but uh, I'd hate to break tradition. It's bad enough that I don't have my co-pilot next to me. So let's start with the app of the week. Um, this was an interesting one that I came across this week. It's called Feeder. Now, this definitely proves that as much of a fanboy as I am, I still play for, for the other team as well because this is an Android-only app. Um, it basically is very much like Flipboard, but what it does is it brings all your content that you've told it to into your into your news feeder. But more importantly, where I think it differs from Flipboard, and that's why I kind of like it, is you can use hashtags as well. So if you set up a hashtag of a topic that you, if you, um, if you want to use, then uh, it will automatically feed through from that. And then the final component is that uh, it lets you, it lets you share based on the curated content that comes through to you. I um, yeah, so that's called Feeder, and um, I just need to. Don't know if there's an applause button going out there, because um, I have. Um, B2 finally in the in the Hello. building. How are you? Good. I was worried about you. I was late. I know, but I was telling everyone you were late, but I was worried because you normally message or phone or fax or something. I, s- I left you an audio message. Oh, did you, you? you obviously didn't get it. Well, how do you want me to have I was an in audio my car message st- with my headset on? I was in my car stuck in traffic, ironically listening to a podcast called Getting There, which is the future of transportation. <laughs> well, Very frustrating. What? Uh, I think your podcast bandwidth speed was doing your transportation <laughs> fees. No sweat, buddy. Nice to have you. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Better sweet. late than never, right? Yeah, 100%. All right. So I've just done the app of the week. So it's all you missed. Awesome. And it was for Android only and you have an iPhone. So you don't yeah, have well. to worry about it. Cool. Sweet. Okay. So moving swiftly along. Um, I f- Okay. So I've stayed with apps for one more second. I'm going to do a little bit of a shameless punt, but it's not really for me. So you just have to indulge me. But uh, remember I mentioned Layla's Journey. It, we actually discussed it on Brent Lindeque's show last oh, week. Yeah? So Layla's Journey is a little app that we've built. Um, I'm led to believe it's definitely a first in South Africa. I don't know if it's a first in the world. But it's a game for social reasons. So it's a paid app and the money then goes to charity, which goes to help the kids. That's and, good. And that. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a punt. It's called Layla's Journey. Um, the iOS version How is… How do you L A Y L A apostrophe S journey. So the iOS version is still free, but it's like very limited. I think one level, it's like a teaser. We having our fun and games with Apple on that one. Uh, but the Android version is live. It's in the store. It's like ten bucks or something. You know, like a dollar. I don't know what the exchange rate is at the moment. So cool. yeah, give it uh, give it some support Good and, stuff. and help uh, Layla and and all the kids that her mom and her help as well in the Pendy Angels um, Foundation. Nice. So. Facebook Messenger, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so they crossed the billion users per month mark. On now, Messenger alone. Actual Messenger, yeah. Wow. So it's like the number of people on Facebook. Um, like everyone was kind of like Messengers, meh. I think they've proved that it's It's, it's working. Yeah. Their bot technology's been cool, huh? I mean, they've done some really cool bots, travel bots. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, ABSA, yes, B3, if you're listening, yeah. um, their bot actually ran through Facebook and I did Messenger. It. Yeah. They no. got those big billboards like World First. Or yeah, it looks good. I mean, I, I did actually download the, the, the ABSA app and then um, realized that it was, it's literally just for ABSA users. So uh, it, looks, it looks really cool. I was, I've only seen like literally the startup screen and that impressed me enough. So I was like, wow. Sure, that's quite so, cool, huh? Well done, Bomber. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's test your knowledge, Brett. Um, oh, dear. Who's, the, who's got the biggest Instagram account in the world? Okay, we can't have silence on radio. So Mark just, Zuckerberg? No, man. <laughs> I'm actually going to turn on our guest, Mike, now. We'll introduce him properly just now, but he's shaking his head. Do you know the answer? I would guess it's Justin Bieber. No. no. Okay, I'm turning his mic off now again. See? <laughs> See that? Um, yeah. It is none other than Selena Gomez. How's ah. that? Okay. I don't know so what I'm going to do with that information, but it's nice to know. You know, I feel dirty when I watch your videos. Huh? <laughs> I just have to put it out there. I'm old enough to be a father. And like, I used to sit watching, she was on Disney Channel, yeah. so Cade yeah. would watch her. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. I can't, like, Witches of Wizards of Waverly uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now she's, uh, and she's even talking and singing to me, like saying, you know, I want you to touch my body and all these kind of things. So, yeah, she, 
She charges $500,000 for one just, post oh, wow. on Instagram. No wonder she's and, the most... Yeah. I'd also friggin' be, I'd, I'd be rivaling her if I was paid that. Yeah, it gets better. So if you take her Twitter and I, th- I assume Facebook, um, into consideration, it's like 137 million followers. Okay. And she charges $800,000 for a three for the price of one post. Uh, so like you mean, you see her drinking a Coke or, um, so authenticity is out the window, is it? Okay. Fuck cool. All authenticity there. So yeah, well done. $500,000 for, one Instagram um, post. Uber. We love Uber. Yeah. yeah. We do. It would have been useful today. <laughs> no, those it wouldn't ex- have. Those it, drive well, you, it just would have shown you how bad you were. So Uber um, hit 2 billion rides. Wow. Okay? But here's where it gets scary. They hit 1 billion six months ago. Mm-hmm. So they did another bit. So like from date, from inception to one month ago, 1 billion. Yeah. In the last, uh, sorry, six months ago. In six so months, Moore's Law works billion. for transport as well. It's China. So while I was late and listening to this podcast of getting there, the future of transportation, one of the things I said is that cars of the future are going to be shared cars. And that leans quite nicely into what Uber's already started to do, uh, which is which is quite cool. If you think about the fact that there are about 800 million cars in the world at the moment and that they predict that with the way that the world economy is going, everybody's going to get richer, so there's going to get more people buying cars. And what the hell are we going to do with the existing road infrastructure when we hit 2.3 billion, uh, yeah, billion? Well, you'll get that Bubba Watson jetpack. Yes. And that's what I'm really cool. Like transportation is an involuntary theme at the moment. So we are going to be doing a transportation talk again in the future, but it'd be great to be able to fly and be able to, to, to sit in the car with. Was I supposed to break out into song and sing? I, I believe we can fly there. Or no, that would have been great though. Okay. Well, you got no chance. No. Um, it says good talent, but I don't. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, VR. Yes, I mean, sir. It wouldn't be a normal week if we didn't talk We've about VR. We've got to start VR. with it, yep. Okay, so, um, actually, I don't remember what I found for VR. Oh, I do remember. Formula One. You're great at this, by the way. Oh, thank you. What, the no memory, memory. <laughs> VR. Can I turn your mic off again? So, <laughs> Virtual radio. They, they've done a, a deal with Tata, Formula One Holdings or whatever. They have oh, a yeah? monopoly that Septic Bladder hasn't got hold of, the other one. Um <laughs> You'll be able to now actually have VR experiences, but but from the pitcock. So oh, sitting and driving. From the pitcock. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> cock, the cockpit. Cockpit. You know, I'm staying in a place called the cock house tomorrow, so I think I just got <laughs> cock on the brain. <laughs> You're in the wrong so, show, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah shit, that's the other show. Shame. Show. Okay, okay cool. so yeah, you'll be able to sit in full VR and full 360 from the driver's perspective. Awesome. And then switch into stand mode as well. So you can actually have a spectator view of like being there and having a look that's very cool but i know that, that cool. i know that red bull uh tv have actually invested in some some vr stuff for their sports and i mean we know that red bull are taking things in terms of broadcasting their medium and stuff to the next level each time so it's going to be really exciting because they, they have that that way of just accelerating the growth of, of great tech when they get involved which is nice well um i also need to talk about ar so koski so if you ever played like lego okay yeah like you built lego and that so Koski has just come out with, it's like Lego, but once you've built it and then you hold your phone, a whole AR experience comes out of it, like six oh, blocks. Oh, cool. Okay. So the, the kids can actually go beyond, well, not just the kids, I know I'll do it, can go way beyond just the actual physical build. They can go into the content. Okay. Um, it's actually wooden blocks though and magnets, which is what's nice about it. So it's not, it's not like just plastic and you build it up and you, you know, so you can actually put magnets and wood in that. But what they said, like if you build like a garden scene, it will make water flow. So you can actually fill it with water oh, and trees. Okay. So I just thought it was quite cool as well. That so that's cool. my… Koski. Koski. K-O-S-K-R. Um, so that was my VR thingy-majobby. Brett, we have to say thanks to Sam. Sam? For last Thursday. Where were we? Thursday. The Media Innovation. Yes, that was actually really cool. The Future of Media. Future of Media. Yes. So Sam from… Sam Pew? Sam Pew or Pew PR. Pew PR. Yeah, thanks. She hooked us up. So it was like, we're from Cliff Central. She said, you need to be here. We yeah. were there. It was cool. It's very cool. And yeah, we'll definitely be Did in touch with Did you learn anything? Sam. I learned some stuff, yeah. Now, besides that chick's phone number, the other, no? No. I'm no. married, bro. No. <laughs> I'm just testing yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There's, there, was some, there was some nice stuff. It was, it was, it was an aw- awesome amount of perspective, though, because there was a lot of print, print journalists uh, in the room as well. So it was nice to see how that all worked. Um, I think Nick Socks was the guy. We, we're going to try and get You're Nick. You're going to have to get him on the show. I'm wearing my frozen socks today, chick. Just a... Uh, that's very cool. My so bright blue just socks. for the listeners and for you as well, David, this guy sells socks. That's yeah. what he does. They like cool socks, colored socks, like fancy socks. So we're talking to Nick 
I'm going to go Harry. with Nick Harry for now. Uh-huh. Yeah, Nick Harry. You know Nick yeah, Harry? I went, I went snowboarding with him. Oh, fantastic. Oh, there so, we go. You see how small this world is. Yeah. Uh-huh. He sells the bamboo socks. That's They're right. really cool. Yes. So, and uh, you can get a sock subscription. As if Netflix <laughs> wasn't enough and trying to do your subscriptions to everything. You can actually get a subscription to socks now. So, we'll be talking about that uh, hopefully soon. We'll, if Nick, if you're listening, get it, get in touch. So, you got my hold details. a second. We went to the media and innovation show. And the I'll future of media. Out, and the future. And I'll take out with socks. The future of footwear. Boom. <laughs> it's like those far finger... Verox thingy my job is get those shoes that your fingers your toes go into like fingers. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. But the as thing well. that the thing that's that's great about someone like like Nick is that yes it was the future of media and yes we we dwell a lot on what tech is doing for our future. But it's really awesome to get a paradigm perspective like way outside of tech and say, mm. Do you know what? The future might not necessarily be that impacted by what we do today with tech. It could be impacted by things that we used to do or things that we could be doing outside of it. And it really is great to open up people's minds. And with the way that disruptive is going, we, tech needs to be disrupted occasionally. And I think he's got a really nice perspective for how that works. Yeah, I, I was opening slide was like, don't let tech anyway. Like, yeah. Fuck off. You know, yeah. it was like, it was quite a big thing. It's it really like, awesome. Chunk. Anyway, so, I mean, that, look, the show was good. Yeah. I, Thanks, Sam. It was I, good. Yeah, I disagreed with some of the things. Um, I, I definitely see the African bias behind it, so it made <laughs> sense. But the VR, that actually, we need to give a shout out on that. Kontiki Tours, the holiday oh, well, yeah. people. So they did this whole 360 VR thing. Yeah. And um, they basically show you the experience before you go. So there's no risk in purchasing your, your, your travel. Um, and when you're a student, which is what Kontiki is aimed at, that's obviously a big factor. So it was cool. I'm glad to see that they're using the tech. I'm yeah. glad to see they're embracing the yeah, tech. Yeah, I think we should we should uh, put a shout out to Kelly as well. Come yeah. come around and tell us about that amazing she VR. She was keen. I actually spoke to her, so we That's can good. definitely get in. So they awesome. won't have to make up stuff on VR for the cool. week. We can actually What's talk on to your her. on your list of things to chat? So I'm I'm nearly finished my usual stuff, but of course, given the craze, I have to do a little Pokemon reference as well. Oh, so first five, of all, six. yesterday I saw some sad souls. Kay took me Pokemon hunting, so we landed up at uh, the the Brightwater Commons, whatever. And there was like 40 people just standing around there. And I'm like, really? You know, like they're literally standing there. They look at their phones. They're all there. They're not talking to each other. But the best part is the guys next to me were saying, oh, cool. There's a Pokemon at McGinty's. Beer and Pokemon. How awesome. I was like, dude, if you're old enough to drink beer, really? Pokemon? Mm. He, he didn't like the comment. But Kate said it's cool because he was on the red team and not the blue. So he's not good. So it was, he was happy that he was leaving. But... Staying with Pokemon, so some chick got herself stuck in a tree in a cemetery yes, in New Jersey. Yes, I heard that. This is why the New Yorkers <laughs> hate the Jersey people, when you get stuck in a tree. But it was only a cemetery. cemetery. It wasn't a, oh, oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, I'm leaving that one straight away. And of course, our friends on the other side of the world, um, the Saudi clerics, have declared it against Islam to play Pokemon because it goes back to like... The I don't agree with them very often, but that one I can maybe go... Oh, I don't know. It goes like back Pokemon to Go, come on. Yeah, so if, you, if you're if you Islamic you sh- and belief in, and you follow the Islamic belief, you shouldn't be playing Pokemon. Right. Okay. Um, the last one that I've saved kind of also leads us into today's chat. But on Monday, August 1st, and I'm so hoping this happens, um, but basically they are talking about taking down the hackers are talking about taking down um the Pokemon service. They're gonna do a DDoS attack <laughs> on it. Apparently they've done it before. Um a week ago or something that I think that was blind. just by up- uptake. It was yeah, no no. Apparently they've claimed they responsibility okay. for it. You know, don't take stuff away from ISIS, don't take stuff away from these because they'll come for you. They know where you work. Um so yeah, they they um they're gonna take it down on, on the first of August. So I'm quite excited about that because I really I'm a little bit over it now. And then, of course, talking about taking down Kickoff Torrents went down. Um, so, guys, here's the thing. We've spoken about it before. It doesn't matter what you're doing or not doing. If you're going to stick something online, don't be a doos. It's just that simple. Don't yep. go and brag. Don't tell people you're awesome. Because what happened with Kickoff, which for those that don't know what Kickoff is or even Torrents, Quick 101, Torrent sites is where you share files. And uh, there's nothing illegal about that. It's when you share content like movies and music and stuff like that that you're not supposed to share um that's generally found on a, on a site so you might have heard of pirate bay or when they went down like limewire one of the earlier torrent limewire was yeah. one of those and so was um napster for music yeah. so this guy kind of made his own fan page about kickass and how awesome kickass was so um it was a blog or was a, it was a facebook fan page so mm. of course the fbi went to facebook zuckerberg and the boy said sure he has the data they got his email address was a at me, which is Apple. So they went to Apple and they said, sure, here's the data. And they've got the guy. So 
But uh, yeah, apparently it's back up already, which is what kind <laughs> of happens with yeah. these things. But the original guys and a little bit of poo. So on that note, um, our guest today is uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. We need a better note than he's in a bit of poo. A little, a little bit of poo. There. A little bit of poo. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, we need we need a backtrack. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So talking about even the illegal things need to be scalable because if you don't have a plan for when something shuts down, you need to have a plan B, and that's often a good way to. Get into a guest who does something to do with and you services. need to be and protected scalable. online. So, yes. mm. as we said, let's do take two. Synac, 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 Synac. All right. So we have David Jacobson from Synac. He's the MD. Um, David, always I get my guests to introduce themselves because you know what you do. So, welcome to the show. Well, kind of off to your Justin Bieber. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Brett and Brett. No problem. Um, yeah. So I'm. I'm David Jacobson. I'm the co-founder and managing director at Synac. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're a cloud-based email services company for business. Okay, so yeah. a lot of people are still grappling with cloud. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that it, it's it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a couple of little jovial comments about flying in the airplanes and not seeing your data <laughs> flying and so on. But now, when you specifically refer to email and mm-hmm. the cloud, you know that's. Uh, Take us through that journey. What makes it a cloud-based email provider as opposed to sure. an email provider? Yeah, so I, I think it's important to just rather define the word cloud and, and the, the variances in between cloud. So in the old days, you used to, when you wanted software, you used to have to get a CD-ROM and all floppy disks back in the day. And You're not old enough to remember the floppy <laughs> yeah, disks, are you? You know what? I actually even had the before B-drive. that. <laughs> yeah, you had the famous <laughs> the A and B drive. Do you remember the little Yeah, click? of course. Spring. Of course. Um, and even some stuff before that. So, um, you know, the evolution is essentially... And then the problem you had was that what you installed was limited to that computer and yeah, or that right. device. Um, you know, and these days people are all about collaboration and using any device and being wherever you are and having the data in a central location and almost using the devices as a, you know, like a dumb, a dumb device to access mm. all this data. Uh, so that's essentially what, um, Software as a service is mm-hmm. it's delivering the software over the internet mm. instead of via a CD or via floppy drive and 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 essentially because it's over the internet, uh, you can have multiple devices see the same data and not be reliant on the software on that specific device as well. That's one of the best definitions or elevator pitches for cloud I've ever heard. I bet I'm not finished. <laughs> ah, <laughs> okay, so this is the, the, the very tall building elevator sure. pitch. Sure. Okay. So, so that's, you know, cause cloud's quite a, it's quite a broad term. So, yeah. uh, you, it's basically something delivered over the internet. So yes. that what I've described there is software as a service. Yes. SaaS. SaaS. Yeah. Uh, then you've got all sorts of other things you've got infrastructure as a service RAAS um, where essentially you're delivering compute power yes. over the internet um, and like you know with a click of a button and a credit card you can buy hundreds of servers with tons of compute power and turn them on and off as you need them uh, you know that's why when these guys are going to get DDoS these Pokemon guys it's actually quite easy for the average Joe to do this yeah. um, because of all the compute power you have then you've got also platform as a service. It's delivering a framework of software. So, for example, a developer, he wants a database and he wants a uh, programming framework, etc. cetera. Uh, and instead of building that every time, you can deliver the platform as a service. So there are various elements to cloud. Uh, we actually delivered the first email security truly cloud platform in 2004. Before the word cloud existed. So we were doing it before the actual word was. So was you turned. were the water evaporation before <laughs> the actual cloud came around. That's Correct. like the catalyst. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's just such a, you know, that actually was a very good definition, by the way, but it's such a, it's such a, it's actually a stupid terminology when you think about it. Cause like clouds are, they like, nah, they come and go. You know what I mean? Mm. They like, just get blown around in that. Yeah. But I think the most important thing for me is that. You know, most people know POP and IMAP. That's mm. kind of it. So you open up Outlook or Mail, whichever yeah, um, operating system you're using as it's as it's native, and uh, you set up a POP account or an IMAP, and POP pops, and IMAP can be accessible from everywhere. What I like about the concept of cloud, though, is the fact that it truly is available anywhere. It's device agnostic. So mm. I, don't actually, I can go to your machine and yeah. read my email if my battery's died or so and so on. 
take us through the security aspects of it because now I mean everyone we actually had a chat the other day about email and the future of email mm. email's not going anywhere anytime soon it will disappear I think we'll see this one screen with all your bits and pieces of information coming through but for now and for at least the next 10 or 15 years to come mm. and business side of it email's not going anywhere we use it it's a method of communication and confirmation um However, with that comes risk. You know, you always have those disclaimers at the bottom that say this is intended for so-and-so, and and if it isn't, uh, um, you know, too late. I've read it. I mean, I've had an email sent to me before where, you know, when you start typing, it brings up the person's name. And if you don't read it carefully and you hit enter and so on. Um, I got the guy's life policy. You know, the the financial director of the company sent me his key man life policy. Hmm. And there were a lot of zeros. There was quite a few encounters of purchase ability there. <laughs> you know, if, if he died, his you wife could have... life insurance envy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. you can put a disclaimer. You can, you can put all kinds of things in place. But at the end of the day, it is quite secure. And especially if deals are being conducted over email. What are the security protocols that we should be looking at with regards to email? Mm. And what is it that, that you guys offer, you know, as, yeah. as Sonic? Yeah, so so firstly, my opinion of disclaimers is they're a waste of time. They mean nothing and they can't hold up in court. Um, with that said, a lot of companies have, have the policy where they have to put a disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, you know, best practice, so you, you need to use a provider who uses TLS encryption for the mail because… TLS t- meaning? Um, transport layer… Sockets. Sockets. It's yeah. Monday, Brett. Yeah. No, just checking. So, so we've got a lot. Of, we've got a, a, a large majority don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, it used to be SSL, yes. um, so secure socket layer, and now it's kind of evolved to TLS in various mm-hmm. versions. Uh, what that means in English to an end user is you need to just tick that it uses a secure connection. Yeah. Uh, in your email client, whether that's Outlook or Webmail, you need to use HTTPS. Yeah. Instead of HTTP, it's just one of the the very, you know, it's a thing that people don't really understand. But if you had a Wi-Fi hotspot, it's so easy for someone to sniff your password. Yeah. Uh, if you don't do that, because all the communications being sent in in clear text. Yeah. So the first thing is just have a, a provider who supports the um, secure protocols would be would be the one thing. Mm-hmm. In terms of, sure, there's so many things in terms of security for email. I mean, it's it's linked to, you know, don't use the same password everywhere. Yeah, yeah. As an example, like yeah. there's really everyone base. Does, hey. Everyone does. And and it's not, you know what, it's not the end user's fault. The problem is is with the IT industry. Yeah. It's because it's so difficult for people to remember all these passwords. They're like, oh, use this character here and this yeah, there and yeah. make it a min of this and a min of that. So, like, people get so... Uh, overwhelmed overwhelmed they just like let's just use the same password everywhere which is 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 a even bigger problem so convenient but crazy yeah so i mean what i do i use i use something called LastPass. uh it's a cloud-based password manager where basically all you do is remember one serious password um and 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 spain falls mainly on the plane (laughs) something like that exactly and and (laughs) it's something you don't forget and then i would highly recommend using uh two-factor authentication so a lot of providers these days I, i think one of the best lines of defense you can have is 2fa uh that's essentially where if you're logging into your email from a Unknown device. It'll send you an SMS to your mobile. Say, so enter this code and then trust this computer yeah. moving forward. So it's not so inconvenient, but you know, if it's a device you're not using before, it's, it's, it's a minor inconvenience and it's something I'd highly recommend. I am, um, you know, on, on that note, and I'm actually going to get into more of your security experience and background, but you know, people see email as email. You know, it, it's just a transmission mechanism. They don't really realize how serious it is. Does your company offer this type of service as well? Or, or let me let me step back the question because I, I do that. I have habits of asking questions with double questions. I get my email from whoever my hosting company is because that's where the URL sits and I being whoever the, the person is, right? Mm. So they've got a URL um, and with that comes five email boxes and so on. I'm talking about the smaller user and then the corporates get to 50 mm. and so on. But fundamentally, it's the same thing. It's linked, yeah. it's linked to a URL. Mm. Do you guys take over just the mail solution? You don't actually host the websites in as well, and you look at just creating a secured 
um, male environment? Or, you know, I'm just trying to mm. unpack what it is that you do. Yeah, so we we very specialized in the email space. Okay. Uh, we can take over the domain, but essentially all we do is the email services. So the website, etc. They uh, a customer would need to. Uh, contact another vendor and there's some we can recommend but essentially we are absolutely specialists in the email industry um, and that's because most people have started to use that as the main form of communication yeah and it's it's the path that needs the most protection it's it's it, you know what email is an extremely insecure protocol by yeah. design the yeah. SMTP protocol, the backbone when they developed it at ARPANET is unfortunately they didn't think they were going to be spammers and guys who send viruses and spoofing and phishing and they, they had no clue what was coming. Yep, yep. So unfortunately they, the actual. They do know now. <laughs> now they know. Yeah. Uh, so the email protocol is, is inherently insecure. Yeah. Uh, and what we do at Synac day in and day out is, is, is try and make it a much better place. Okay. And we secure it. We've got a whole team of engineers. <laughs> um, we've got a whole team of engineers working, uh, day in and day out, uh, analyzing all the trends, the spam, the viruses, the fish. You wouldn't believe what these guys do and, uh, you know, all the sorts of things so you, they do. So you employ a lot of, Ex black hats that are now white hats, trying to make sure that everybody has no hats and there's everybody safe. Or you got a rain yeah. cover for when the cloud starts to pour. Yeah, you, you know what? It's, it's it's interesting because um, you know the guys who were black hats and and, and and black hats are those hackers and the people. Yeah, that fish yeah. Like you know what? Hacker hackers got a bad terminology to it. Yeah. I actually think it's a good word. Okay. Um, you know, there's there's a difference between a you hacker. Test the system. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference between a hacker and a cracker. So a hacker is someone who. To, who looks at something and does something creative to do something it wasn't really designed to do. It can be good and or bad. Yeah. A cracker is essentially someone who just breaks into Going machines and, and whatnot. Um, you know, is, essentially you get a lot of people who say they know about security and they got this and they went to this course and they did this. You know, the reality is I find quite the opposite. Yeah. I find the guys who really understand are the guys who want to get deep under the hood and really understand the code and learn and, and do fun things. Mm. Sometimes a little bit, uh, crazy. Uh, yeah. but those are, those are the best guys. And you learn so much by pushing the limits. I think nobody, nobody learns a lot by, by not failing or at least not trying. <laughs> exactly. Well, this has definitely opened up uh, an easy conversation way for me because, um, you know, they always say you, you're only as good as, you, as if you've actually walked the shoes yourself. <laughs> um, and Dave and I were having a little chat off air. Um, you've got quite an interesting story that ranges back 15 odd years ago. I mean, I think and it's probably important to, to let people know what kind of experiences you've had because obviously people mm. are trusting into into you know your capabilities and the best way is to actually have walked the shoes yourself uh you are you happy to share with us some of your exciting journeys in the security world sure on cliff central i'll do it <laughs> there we go <laughs> you know it's one of those unique places where you i can. do this you know, there are not yeah. many people places what happens on cliff say. central gets broadcast to the whole of africa and exactly. lives on forever okay cool exactly nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, look, uh, when I was young, um, I, I used Linux and open source software. I don't okay. know if you guys know what that sure. is. Before anybody else knew who it was. Yeah, well, was. I, I started using Linux six months after the kernel got released by Linus Torvalds and became absolutely <laughs> obsessed with Linux. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I was using it really in the early days and uh, my parents were horrified because that's all I did. And they were just like, you know, do something at school, pick up a book. Boy, were they him, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I said to him, I guarantee you this is my education. Just leave me alone. I will pass. And that's all you got to know. Yeah. Today, they're very happy they sure. listened to me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, when I was younger, I've, I've, I've hacked hundreds, if not thousands of major corporations, um, including pretty much every large ISP in South Africa, um, whether it was... Sure. I don't know if I should mention okay, all so, the names. So the large ones. Yeah, the large ones. Um, also, one of the, the more famous, well, the one infamous one I did where <laughs> my friends were quite amused was NASA when okay, I was so 15. We, on, only. Okay. Yeah. So That one you've got to spill the beans on. Because, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, NASA's not exactly um, Nando's or, you know, Pitt's Cafe. They don't just Nando's, the Nando's is a client of mine, by the way. Okay. Yeah. So then, Nando's is safe. So NASA didn't just leave the back door open and say, hey, Dave, yeah. put yeah. in. Here's this guy, David from South Africa. Please, we've lifted up our skirt. Come and show us. I mean, or did us. they? Wait, or did they? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Take us through the journey. I mean, what is, again, you weren't doing it with malicious intent. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting here today. 
what what is the journey? I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that are intrigued by this. We mm. watch movies. There's that Mr. Robot. Yeah. That, you know, and everyone's like, oh, that's so cool. Mm. But of course, at the end, it's not so cool because mm. shit happens. What what made you do it or why did you want to do it and what actually were you trying to prove by doing it? And of course, most importantly, what happened when you did do it? There's four what? <laughs> sure. Uh, there's a lot to the story. So, I mean, the first thing is uh, it was out of curiosity. So, it was the fact that I was this little kid and sitting, you know, coming home after school, sitting in my little cupboard playing on my computer thinking, wow, I can break into some of the biggest corporations in the world. And this is just hilarious. <laughs> it's insane. And, and it was just a thrill. It was an absolute rush. Um, and, and quite, f- and I learned so much out of it. It was purely out of curiosity. Were so you aware of the ramifications or the consequences? Perhaps? I was, but I really You're didn't like, care. Let's go. I didn't roll. care. That's I awesome. was like, you know, I was just like, whatever happens, happens. But and how else do you get an education like that? Yeah. Unless you actually go for it. Yeah. So the NASA thing, what, what, what happened was I was actually, I don't know if you guys know IRC. IRC. Internet Relay yeah, yeah, Chat. Yeah, yeah. That was like before That's all window, that. In fact, Microsoft came out with When you IRC had to have chat rooms. No, no. Microsoft one was called Merck, M-R-C. Oh, okay. So that was just a client. They brought I, it. I never used Microsoft. Remember that. It's a touchy yeah. subject for me. <laughs> uh, I must be honest. I, uh, I've, I say on my show all the time, I try to find ways to love them and I can't. So we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're so, yeah, so, so with NASA, I was, part, uh, I was part of an underground group uh, when I was a lot younger on uh, it's Undernet is the channel. Mm-hmm. The, the, the group was called Vari, which is uh, plural of viruses. Um, and I was part of this group and I was just, uh, I found a vulnerability. Um, it was called a PG, P, PHF CGR bin HTTPD bug, if you sounds, really want to know. And you still wicked. remember uh, that. <laughs> I cool. do, even at my age. <laughs> and uh, all, all you really did was you put this huge, this long URL in with special characters and forward slash and a dot and a dot and a forward and, and whatever server you were trying to get into and then a file name at the end. And if the server was vulnerable to this bug, it would display the file. So it was a web, yeah, it's as simple as that. Um, so it was a web server bug, um, with this long string, uh, where I basically just ran a scanner. Because uh, that's what I did when I went to sleep. I let things automate in the background. Uh, and the scanner just went through and, and one of the hosts, it, went, it was RPs actually, and one of the hosts I saw returned a positive result was, it was called maza.jpl.nasa.gov. Wow. <laughs> you just thought, um, so I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> like wake up <laughs> the next day. Priority one. And go. yeah, and in those days, uh, the file that I looked at in a Unix terminology was sla- forward slash etc forward slash password, P-A-S-S-W-D, which is essentially the usernames and passwords for that uh, server. Uh-huh. And it came up, the passwords were encrypted. So naturally what I did was I then went to find a decrypting tool. I used something called John the Ripper. And, uh, as you would, as you mean, would, you know, obviously when you, when you that age, you do these things. <laughs> uh, and I, I used a, um, a dictionary to just guess words. And then I found a whole bunch of passwords logged in and yeah, had, had quite a lot of fun from there. <laughs> so what are the ramifications? I mean, you said yourself, you knew that there could have been ramifications. Is it like movies? Are you sleeping one night and looking down a little red dot? Hovering over your head because there's like 30 SWAT guys outside. I get sure. that. Did Neil Armstrong actually land on the moon? <laughs> did, well, like, what did you yeah, find yeah. out? We saw, we saw a flag that like, was waving. Question one, is the moon landing real? <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. You know what? Uh, there's, a, there's actually an element to the movie side of it to the story, yeah. which, which is actually crazy. Um, but the other element is most movies talk cuck and they show you all these graphical Sounds things right. and whatnot. And, and what, what it really is, is a black terminal and a cursor. Yeah. Like that's the whole experience. And there isn't a projector on your face. No. Right? And there's no, the there's no like colorful graphics flying around everywhere. It's quite boring. No someone crash walks, and burn. Yeah. yeah if okay. someone walks past, like, you know, my parents did, they wouldn't really know what was going <laughs> on and think, oh, that's another boring black box. Have you seen Mr. Robot? The TV uh, I have, yes. So it, that's, Pretty accurate. I mean, I there think you see it's, the terminal it's, it's, controls. It's and the most accurate one yeah, I've wow. seen today. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. It's yeah. in fact, season Let's two get into. Started. I want to get into NASA. I think okay, it was easy for David to get into NASA, NASA than it was for us <laughs> to get into the top. <laughs> into the top. Come on. Okay. Uh, NASA. Yeah, yeah. So basically, I was in that machine, uh, and then what I did was I put a. So I root kitted uh, the server. What that means is I replaced all the uh, the files. 
um, where you would like type a file where you would say process list to see what was running, who's logged in the machine. I replaced all those apps with ones that said everything was there except for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like uh, it, it, it's basically called a ghost in the machine. So whenever someone said who's there, it looked like everyone who was there is accurate except it would always exclude me. Uh, I then put a sniffer on the, the machine and, um, yeah, I basically came back a, f- a day later or so and saw hundreds of passwords all over the place, all over the whole NASA network, wow. including another network, which I, I don't want to discuss That's right now. Fine. Um, and basically I just saw one of them was www.nasa.gov. So I thought, wow, this is awesome. Um, and I then logged into that And the next day, box. David Jacobson landed on the moon. <laughs> or was the next available astronaut? Um, I, I, I then logged into that box. And uh, essentially, there was a guy in our group called, uh, called Storm. His nickname was Storm. He was a graphic designer. And I, I wasn't good at graphics. So I said, Storm, listen, I've got a, a login for you. I've got something for you. So I sent him the details, www.nasa.gov. He was username password. I remember his words. He was like... You fucking kidding me. <laughs> that <laughs> Those were his words. As well. And then, and then he replied, he's like, Oh my God, da, 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 I can't believe this. And he was in. Um, literally about an hour later, he told me to go look at the website and it was a pornographic. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if doing? I can say on air yeah, what, what they were, they were doing. doing the rocket. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was a lunar landing. I mean, lunar landing. I yeah. Mean, and I just like, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. A lot of pitcocks. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of pitcocks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, essentially then it was, uh, apparently my friends were phoning me. It was on CNN and all blurred out. I actually didn't get to see that part. So I'm not sure if that was true, but I had a few friends phone me. Um, and yeah, NASA, and then on the NASA was saying it was the most coordinated terrorist attack they'd ever witnessed, <laughs> and it was this and it was that. Jeez, we got ISIS sitting in front of us. And I was just like hosing myself. I couldn't believe it. I'm just chilling there in my school uniform, <laughs> doing this for fun, um, and hearing all of this stuff on the news. Um, so yeah, so essentially we saw quite a bit of stuff. Um, so you've had the consequences of doing this already. You've gone through. You them. know what the consequences were? Is is I actually, nothing happened to me, thank, thankfully. Okay. However, a lot of the guys I distributed the details to in the group, uh, in Vari, in, on Undernet. Um, I just stopped going on RSC for a while. And then when I got back, I noticed most of them weren't there. A couple of years later, I was just searching the web and typing NASA, Jakes, because Jakes was my nickname and whatever, Vari. And I came across an article about one of the guys in the group explaining how they all got arrested. Sure. And they came to their house with, as you said, the movie thing with snipers, well, guns, and uh, and it was pretty serious. And my heart just dropped. And I thought, wow, I can't believe that I've done something like this. You know, I had no idea. Um, and I looked back and I saw a whole bunch of them got arrested. A lot of them couldn't use a computer again. Um, yeah, and that, that channel kind of... Wow. Yeah, I think one of the things that got me out of it was the fact that I lived in Africa. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. uh, and not in the US or Canada no cuz all the yeah. yeah, all the guys in the US and I, and I kind of hid my tracks in a few areas. So it was a very alarming and I uh touch wood today and thank God. I, okay. I well, think the yeah. most important thing though is that you you have learned a lot cuz you can actually help you think and and look at processes when you're setting up any form of security. And this is thing we've had a few shows where we've discussed security, never yeah, from yeah. this side. So thank you. I mean, that was uh, You're putting up the wall. That's actually, actually quite a quite a good uh, mm-hmm. a, a good little chat on that side. But what people don't realize is that we don't give people our pin codes to our ATM machines. Why the hell we lift up our skirts online? I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. people do stupid things. They really do. You know, I've I've seen guys that are using passwords. Knowing that their password's going to get hacked. They go, yeah, but I can remember it. I'm saying, okay, but listen to what you When the you're password saying. is password and yeah. the O is a zero. Way to go, guys. We've just done that in our complex. Okay. I, I'm not going to even try and profess to be a, a hacker, white or black app. I, I couldn't. I've never even gone into the terminal on my machine. Okay. I've gone in the terminal, but I mean, I haven't done anything with it. But, um, basically they've just put fiber in our complex. So the process, they lay the fiber, they put the hot points, they put the modems. And what I realized is that all these modems had the same names and, you know, CX1344, blah, blah, blah. So I couldn't actually identify which was mine. 
So what I do, I go into the admin panel, type in you admin, just put a random password, <laughs> and I'm in. And you CX. Mine's uh, not connected, but I'm one. getting, yeah, yeah, I'm in. So I go, mm. okay, that's not mine. And it's at that point that I decide to log in, stay in, change everything, or log out, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, but it's, this is quite a rush. So you know what? The way you, you're talking about it is it's like almost putting the, the, the issue on the user. I think that's wrong. So I think users are always going to do the wrong thing. They're never going to be educated. Well, you don't My, know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Most people don't care. You know what? Like, I don't care what's in my car. I just want the thing to drive. You yeah, know, some yeah. oaks love what's in their car. They love checking it out, seeing all the things. I couldn't care less. And I've understood that's how people feel about tech. They don't yeah. care less. They just want it to work and be out the way. So I think it's up to the tech companies and the providers to actually make these things much more secure and better designs and, and leave less risk on the people. Because actually the people are the biggest risk. Yeah. Um, but is it a good thing to... Uh, Use the, the the Apple recommended password when you're using it. I mean, the, Apple's the version I'm oh, on. You mean that they, so they, when you put they, in your password, it says, "Hey, one. use a 16 yeah. different digit with the hyphens." Because so, if, if you can crack one server, and you can get. And if I'm using Apple only, say, let's say, hey, they get hacked, mm. am I secure? Is it a false sense of security? Am I better off just using my dog's middle name? My dog has a middle name. I don't even have a dog. <laughs> you know what? Uh, the the harsh reality, which I'm going to tell you, won't, probably won't like the answer, is that e- everything's hackable. If it's plugged in, it can be hacked. It's just a matter of mitigating the risk as much as possible and trying yeah. to you know, be proactive around that. I can't give you the specific answer you're looking no, for. No, that's fine. But I'd say the longer your password, it helps. So, uh, and, and if you don't use the same one everywhere else, it helps. But given the, the clandestine, crazy, illegal knowledge that you've gained through your nefarious youth you've you've um <laughs> you've created a business that mm. now understands where all these the weak points are yeah and you've for the most part stuck iron walls in the way take us through some of the secure connects and you've even thrown branding in there so thank god you've thought about the advertisers <laughs> um but yeah tell us more about what you do as a service on that side because i'm interested yeah. from Cynic. so yeah since we're talking about security um we we We've got about a million mailboxes on our platform. Wow. So okay. we, we do almost about a billion emails a month and yeah. we service about 6,000 clients or businesses. So we put a lot of emphasis on security. Um, we basically do over 3,000 spam checks on every single wow. message that nice. comes in. Uh, and, and, and here's some of the things we've been through as a team, just to give you an example. So, what what happens is normally you got heuristics in the words and, you know, you put things like Viagra and Bar Now and this and that. And then these spam engines can pick it up. Yeah. So what the, the spammers decided to do was they said, okay, cool. Let's not write Viagra. Let's put V1 mm. at GR at. Yeah. And now a computer can't understand that. Yeah. But you as a human, as you look at it, we're so different. We pick that up immediately. So then they did that. So we had to adapt our systems to then not look at keywords uh, to look at, 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 um, at, you know, use artificial intelligence. So we use a form of AI. It's called a Bayesian algorithm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of that. No, not that, but obviously the AI side. We understand yeah. So that. we use a form of AI, which auto learns and picks up these funny words and, and puts them in a repository. Like the capture. Yeah, yeah well, something kind of like always that. Learning. Yeah. Okay. That capture story is a phenomenal yeah, story, really by the good. way. You must there's actually a great read, there's a TED talk. Yes, have you read it? Yes, I heard it. It is yeah. insane how cool that yeah. is. Um, I think it bugs the hell of me because I can never read the damn but, things. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, that's the point. The, if you can't read it, the computer can't read it yeah. either. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not a computer. So yeah. you're going to come, then come then join what us they, So then what they did was then we put in this AI and then yes. they said, okay, you know what? We're going to get smarter. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put the word Viagra, et cetera, in an image because yes. a computer can't read an image. Yeah. And, and then they put all these words in there and then we were like, oh, damn it. Now we need to enable OCR, OCR. recognition. So we put OCR recognition. Optical character recognition. Yes. yes. So that's basically where it takes out words out of a picture and, and it, it understands what the word is. Then the spammers were like, cool, you did this. We're going to now make the words all fuzzy and put them sideways and upside down. Cause it's, it's like a Looney Tunes com- comic. It, it just like keeps the, going. It's, a knife, a gun, a cannon, exactly. a tank. It's, exactly. It's awesome. and, and it's, it's always uh, it's always going to be like this from so oh, then we progress. had to enable fuzzy OCR recognition where we look at it and we like check the fuzz and you know and those are kind of the things these guys do all the time and our yeah. team's sitting there behind the scenes adapting checking this um, 
because we have such a huge base, we can mm. analyze and pick these things up very quickly. But I think, I think that's a key point as well. A lot of people are either making new platforms or adopting platforms, but it's, it's not so much the fact that it was built once and never maintained. You've got to make sure that these things live and adapt and change with what's changing. The internet is probably one of the most dynamic places. Extremely. And um, a lot of clients will be like, cool, I've got a website. And it's like, never do anything more with it again. It's like, would you yeah. buy a car and never put petrol in it? Yeah. That's sort of my analogy to it. And it's the same thing with security, I suppose. It's yeah. always... You, you know what? Well, you know what? I'm, I don't know if I'm excited or horrified. For the future. For the future. Not for the, for now. For now. <laughs> for right now. We are sitting in a place that is so interesting. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure you guys on your show talk about IoT and the Internet of Things. That's, that to me is, uh, yeah. shitting this, this, this is, like, I'm, I'm super excited and yeah. I'm shitting at the same time. So I don't know what I should be, but I'm, I'm definitely. I mean, you've seen those guys that have all done the Zuckerberg thing covering their cameras on their laptops. Yeah. That's going to be nothing compared to IoT. Once yeah. you've got yeah. 2,000 devices. Yeah, because now if you get hacked, what, what's going to happen? It's going to be your, 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 uh, PC, your laptop or your work. The braking system and, in your car. Or your or your phone, etc. Now with the IoT, everything's coming online yeah. from your your house to your sprinkler system. And when these things get hacked, it's getting personal. But they've also yeah. talking about it at the moment. I mean, they've and you're actually going to be speaking about it mm. at an event soon. Yeah. But the problem with IoT is that because it it comes from multiple manufacturers, because now you're at the hardware level. Mm. Okay. They've had to create almost a forum or a web portal where these devices can all speak to each other and get some form of synergy the problem with that is that you only need to hack one portal you don't have to hack samsung's uh, fridge.com and and apple's i'm hoping they're going to ring fence a lot of this tech see do you know what the thing is is now your you know pokemon's going to be ddos you said okay we'll see what happens there <laughs> well, I but, hope they do. but now no, what's going to happen is your your, your, life your fridge is going to be DDoSing. Yeah. Oh, it's going to order okay. 100 pizzas. And, and you know, so you're going to be like, oh, cool, I'm getting a fridge that can order milk from Woolworths yeah. and just pick up that. This, and your fridge is going to be DDoSing the whole world and you don't know. And now who's going to fix your fridge? Is it the IT guy? No. Does, does IT question. now move on to fridges and appliances? Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. I think there might be a gap in the industry. The nerds will yeah. never need to qualify or get any ever because they'll just be like, whatever, I can go fix a fridge. You're actually 100% right. Think about cars. Yeah. Not, I'm not about CarPlay, not the new cars. I'm thinking about cars of the last 10 years. If you take your car in for a service or even worse, break down on the side of the road. If you're driving a car that's 2010 onwards and you break down on the side of the road, they don't send a mechanic. They send a guy with a laptop mm, and he lifts yeah. up your, your, your glove compartment or your armrest and there's a little jack the in there and he puts yeah. it in. Well, Tesla, Tesla do it remotely. Yeah. Well, even better. Yeah, yeah. But that's they even now, worse. They now log in remotely. Hey, you can get rid of people. Like guys <laughs> driving, log into ways. Exactly. Bang. Like the, like the hot, don't, hot don't give ideas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, I'm sure they're already out there. Yeah, we digress. We yeah. Digress. I tell so, you where the problem comes yeah. from. Last, uh, just a thought. I know you're the We're in the skinny end of this. The, you know, everyone says most of the world is good. You know, everything in life. We, we, we talk about like with regards to extremists. That's not the populace. Don't hate the populace. It's a percentile. Unfortunately, with IoT and connectivity, you only need a percentile to be malicious. Yeah. And we're in trouble. The, the biggest problem is that there are no standards. Yeah. So the, the committees, the various committees are it's scrambling, regulate, yeah. are scrambling to regulate this thing. Mm -hmm. No one's agreeing and everyone wants to be first to market. So everyone's releasing this cool thing that can go online and there are no security standards. Yeah, In fact, true, I, right? I, I'm horrified about some of the things I've read about. Um, and yet you're still going to buy all those of things. Of course. I know. You know, that's, <laughs> that's why I told you I'm so <laughs> excited but horrified. Yeah. Um, and there's it, always opportunity in the chaos. And it looks yeah. like you're going to have quite a bit of opportunity of the way things go. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's good. Do you, am I wrapping up? I'm going to throw this back to David no, anyway. We, we're, not wrap, we, we're about to wrap. I mean, we're getting to the skinny side. But I think the last thing, I actually want to go back to, to your main business, David. Mm. So here's my biggest bugbear is spam and, and phishing doesn't bother me. You've got to be a durst to click on like an F&B ad that's worded in bad English in order to do and so. go and log in. That's just stupid. Then you deserve to be clubbed over the head. But the spam side bugs me because I process a lot of email a day. Is mm. that one of the services that you guys do for corporates? Is that your filters mm. just get rid of the shit? 100%. Or is it still up to me to decide what is so, going to come so through? So because I'll, I'll tell you the benefit of our filters. Because they're cloud-based, 
you can switch over to us in less than 24 hours with one DNS MX record change. Sure, that is You require good. no hardware, no software, no technical skills. Uh, so you can just wait, make one DNS change. It hits our infrastructure, and that's it. And your spam problem will be gone. If you want to move away, you can change it back immediately. And it's Sinek.co.za. Sinek.com. Sinek.co.za will redirect. Okay. Sinek. Yeah. What's the name behind that? Is that from Sinek? So Sinek is actually, it's the underlying way the internet works. Okay. So when you connect to a website or when you connect to something, it sends a SIN packet. It's the way RP works. And okay. then if the thing works, it will return an acknowledgement. That ACK packet's actually ACK. Okay. Uh, but we made it a Q just to make it unique. I remember so it's my the underlying way RP works. Yeah. yeah my There's Commodore 64, all I ever got was syntax error. Because I kept typing <laughs> in naked girls. Yeah. In turn, little tape drive never did anything. I just didn't know what you're talking about. We didn't have an internet then either. So. Yeah. And then briefly, just some of the other products we have. We, uh, sell a product called Synac Cloud Mail, uh, yeah. which is essentially the whole mailbox. Um, it's got full collaboration functionality. Yeah. So you were talking about, you know, your phone, it must just push to your phone, you add a calendar entry there, it'll be on your laptop, etc. We offer twenty five gig mailbox with ten year unlimited archiving bundled in for free. Okay. At a very cheap price. So it's a really good solution. How uh, big does the company need to be before they can on board? As, as a concluding question from our side, is so it like five people? Yeah, yeah. So five hundred. Uh, it's five. So the minimum okay. is five. Okay. We charge for five. Uh, we have some customers who have two, but they'll pay for five. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. I would do so, that as well if the service. Is yeah. There. So okay. you know, it's it's really affordable. You pay for what you use. Um. So yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Am I throwing you under the bus or? Are we going I'm going to throw David under the bus. So okay. throw me first, and then I'll take. Okay. Him with so you. I'm switching over to you for the thought of the day. Yeah. Cool. And you. So futurology is all about the future, but we learn so much from the past. And we've got. I mean, we came from the A drive and the B drive and the floppy stuff. Oh, and we thought we were secure by being our little solo self standalone PC at home. And then the dawn of the internet came, and 15 year olds were hacking us. Uh, every single time a new thing comes in, we always have this false sense of security that we're safe and secure. But the future is only going to be as good as the people like yourself who actually have that knowledge to secure us. How do we make sure that there's peace of mind for people in the future to keep adopting new technology? Sure. Sure. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and go. I think, I think, um, choose a reputable company, uh, when you, when you buy services, you know, these days with web, 2.0 and whatnot, you can have everyone look huge and amazing. And it's two guys in a garage. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying necessarily they're bad, but just do some research. It's like, you know, putting your money in a bank. You know, you, you pick your, your provider carefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um, not some guy called bank who just rolled down. The yeah. Road. And then look, if you, if tech doesn't interest you, just talk to someone, get someone who can guide you along the way. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully us as leaders in the industry will get the tech to evolve. So they've got to think less about it and, and really just make tech ubiquitous mm. and help you rather than get in the way. Excellent. That was cool. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't think this is the last we're going to see of you, but no, thanks I for, for joining don't, us uh, today. I, I can see there's going to be some follow-ups on this one. I might charge you for that. That's okay. <laughs> cool. We'll get Nick in at the same time. I don't have you to give you my other. bank details. You probably already know. <laughs> this is well, sorry about that. The button went off. Um, so, yeah, David, thank you very much. Sure, thanks, thanks for joining us. And um, till next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny. This is cliffcentral.com.